Sal is, is it going today is Star Wars Podcast Day. So, uh, JD, do you know what that means? You know, have, have you heard of Star Wars Podcast Day? Man, explain it to me, buddy. Okay. So, Star Wars Podcast Day is celebrated every year on February 7th today. Uh, it was 25 years ago today, if you can believe that, 25 years, that the very first Star Wars podcast was premiered. It was called Jedi Talk. So now, ever since, uh, I think it was 2021, yeah, 2021, we have celebrated Star Wars Podcast Day. Um, so, you know, a bunch of uh, different Star Wars podcasts take part in the celebration. And we are no different. We celebrate every year. And today, we are celebrating with a special edition of Rebel Rocker Radio. And this, is, of course, is our special Star Wars Podcast Day edition. Today, JD and I are going to be ranking Star Wars films. So we'll only be ranking the live action films because we, we did not, I guess Clone Wars is really the only one that was animated. So we just left that one out because we're only doing live action. So uh, how we're going to do this, uh, each one of us is going to take turns going uh, backwards order so that we get to our number one favorite at the end. So uh, let's get things started. JD, tell me what your, actually, what is our, uh, let, me, let me get the, uh, the numbers down because I'm not really sure how many there were. There were eleven. Okay, eleven. There are eleven. I have to add. I have. There are eleven. Because I asked you, I said, "Do we want to include the Clone Wars movie?" And that would have made it twelve. We could include it if you want. <laughs> I, I do have a list where I have that one included in it. Technically, it was a theatrical release. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and, and uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and include it then. So let me. Okay. Let me find where it's at in my ranking. Now I have to reinstall it in my ranking. <laughs> okay. Okay. No big deal. Um, let's see. Down here. Okay. I've got mine. And I have to add, before we begin, I have to add a disclaimer. If anybody's ever heard me give out my ranking before today, you know what my actual ranking is. But this ranking, I just have to say, Steve made me do it. That's all I'm going to say. I didn't make you do anything. <laughs> okay. I, oh, so I wholeheartedly disagree. My disclaimer <sighs> is between JD and I, our rankings are probably going to be completely different. Probably. <laughs> oh, all right. So starting off with number 12, what is your number 12? Attack of the Clones is my number 12. Okay. And when I say it's my number 12, when I put it at the end of my list, please understand, everybody, that this goes from least loved to most loved, but it is loved. Okay. But Attack of the Clones is at the bottom of my list at number 12. 
that that's a good that's a good solid ranking <laughs> um so a, as yours it's not that i don't like the film it's just the one that i like the least mm -hmm. and i know jd is going to have something to say about this uh oh here we Possibly. go but my number 12 is the last jedi mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I mean, it doesn't resonate with everybody, and you know, well, I, I have to... Here's the thing about it. Of the sequel trilogy, to me, it seemed like the one that was the most disconnected. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it was one of those things where you either appreciated the fact that they were trying to go in a different direction, or you completely hated the fact they were going in a different direction. I think hate is a strong word. <laughs> at least for me. I didn't I didn't completely hate the movie. It's just my least favorite. Fair enough. And see, I'm I'm I, I Attack of the Clones is my least favorite. But when the arena scene with all the Jedi comes in, I'm I'm glued to the TV and I'm watching it every time. Because I love that scene. Which which the, 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 the arena scene where all the Jedi come in and they save oh, Anakin yeah. and Obi-Wan and Padme. That is my favorite scene out of that whole movie. I love that. I'll sit there and watch that every time. It's great. That and and there's some really. I mean, I'm, there's not parts of it that make it the worst movie in the world. I like it because there's a lot of good parts in it. It's just of all the Star Wars movies, that's the one I kind of look at it and go, yeah, it just doesn't. So when, so when we get to that one on my list, I'll, I'll tell you what my favorite parts were. Right on. Sounds good. So Sounds good. Said, let's say okay. So what is your number eleven? Okay, don't judge me, Steve, because I know you might. You might. Oh, you probably will. Uh, my number 11 is Solo. Okay. Uh, um, the reason, yep, and, and the only reason I put it down that far is just because um, I don't really know. I mean, I don't really know why I put it down that low. It's just that it, 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 of all the movies and all the movies that I've watched, it was the one that, it, it it just everything about it was good. I liked it. Uh, you know, I didn't. I don't have any major complaints about it. It's just some parts of the story were a little weak for me, and it it um yeah. So I mean, it just came it came down on the bottom on, on, lower on my list just because of that, and that's the only reason because I had some, I had a few strong criticisms, and I was like, eh, of all the movies I've watched, that one kind of eh. so. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. All right, my number eleven is Attack of the Clones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interestingly enough, uh, this is the one Star Wars movie. Um, well, okay, so I, I never saw New Hope originally in the theater, uh, mm -hmm. but as far as the ones that I saw in the theater, this is the only one that I've only seen once. Um, but there were things about it I liked. I liked the um, the whole sequence with uh, Django and Obi Wan, like the whole Camino thing up until mm -hmm. this battle with that. Um, but uh, that being said, I could see why it would be somebody's least favorite. <laughs> well, and there's other reasons that I'm not I'm not going to address. I'm not going to point them out. 
a lot yeah. of people know what they are. There's obvious things about the film itself that are people like that. Just it was horrible. It was bad. This is bad. That, but like I said, it's still my least love just because it was the one that I had the most, I can find the most issues with. Yeah. So that's why it came in my last for me. And like solo, like I said, one step up above that, there were just a few things that I, not as much for me. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. How about number 10? Uh, number 10 for me is rise of Skywalker. Uh, okay. I don't, I don't carry the disappointment that a lot of people did. I don't carry the opinions that it that it retconned the Last Jedi, like they say it does. Uh, I don't. I, I there was some really fun parts. There were some really good parts, and uh, but but it did. I do see people's criticisms in the fact that it was rushed. That they should have taken more time with it. They maybe even should have broken it up into two parts and uh made it better and you know would have made, maybe dragged it out a little bit more and made some of the scenes mean a little bit more a little bit meaningful it did feel i do see like i said i do see people's criticisms i do see the rushing i do see kind of some of the weak plots of the storyline and some of the holes and i'm kind of like eh. but overall it, i found it entertaining i thought it was good and some of the themes that needed to be closed you know in in my eyes for what we got i kind of felt like you know that that it uh, it still brought a lot of closure to at least the sequel arc of the story and so for me like i said it does come in closer to the bottom of my list just because of some of the some of the problems in production and some of the some of the storyline and rushing and and things like that okay um so my number 10 uh was the force awakens um i'm not sh- i mean the sequel trilogy in general is going to be kind of Toward the end, mm-hmm. uh, just thing. There's just certain things about the Force Awakens I didn't care for, like um, kind of the character development seemed like not there, <laughs> and uh, I just think it could have been done better overall. Mm-hmm. I think if they were going to tell that story, bringing in new characters, um, it just could have been done better. Well, that's funny. It's going to segue. I'm going to go ahead and segue right into my next one, into number nine, because number nine for me was The Force Awakens. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's why I'm I'm, I'm going to segue right into number nine. So Force Awakens for me was number nine, um, which is interesting because my uh, oh crap, eleven ten, because my number nine is Rise of Skywalker. So we are we are flip flopped on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is actually yep. my favorite of the sequel trilogy. Um, I just feel like it had a more epic feel for an ending. Mm. Like if they're ending the Skywalker saga, I think this was the movie that did it. Mm-hmm. But see, Force Awakens for me when you did the when you saw the chase scene with the the Millennium Falcon. And then the introduction of them, and then uh, you know some of the battle scenes at Moscanata's castle, and the battle at the end between them, uh, and then the the uh, Star Killer base scenes and things like that. Some of that was really cool, and the way they introduced everything, and the way they kind of brought it into the fold. Yeah, I get people's argument that it was kind of a remake of the original New Hope, but at the same time, the way they did it was they there was people that talked about they just wanted to redo the a New Hope. Altogether, they wanted to reboot the entire series. I'm glad they didn't. And I think what Force Awakens did, because if you watched Force Awakens, and you like for me, I went to the 2017 
uh, um, I went to 2017 uh, uh, Star Wars Celebration, and people were talking about how much The Force Awakens ignited their passion for Star Wars again, and then it brought a lot of younger fans in, and then people were like, oh, wow, that was so cool. I'm ready to see that. And it kind of gave them the experience that we got back in the day, like when kids first watched the prequel trilogy or they first watched the original trilogy, they got those experiences by watching The Force Awakens and it brought people into the fold. And I, I thought it was overall an exciting movie. I think it was a great way to set it up. Now, where it went from there, we can discuss that all day long. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad that it brought new uh, people into it. You know, new... Uh, new uh, lovers of star wars mm -hmm. um, and it did um mm -hmm. it definitely excited it definitely pushed the trilogy in and excited it to a whole new level i mean people can't argue that yeah. because when when force awakens came out people were like wow all the questions people had the discussions star wars came back into the fold again it was niche to talk about it and everybody was having fun with it and they brought in people that nobody ever talked about star wars and you got questions about star wars you're like what about this? What about this? Blah, 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 blah. You know, who's this? Who's this? Da, 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 da. What does this mean? And we're like, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. We don't know where this is going to go. Da, 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 da. And whether you wait, whether you, whether you can make the argument, it went down a rabbit hole of, of pain and suffering, or it, you know, it just continued. It, it just made the journey what it was. It's still excited. It made people very excited. And I was excited for it when I saw it. So yeah. for me, it brought back those old feelings, which as it should, if it was basically a remake of a new hope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that brings us to your number eight. Yeah. Yeah. So my number eight was actually the if uh, if we're including the Clone Wars movie would be the Clone Wars movie. Uh, the reason I ranked that above is because it was where we get to see Ahsoka Tano for the first time. If, uh, you know, and uh, we get to see the interaction between her and Anakin and the. And that introduction and, you know, kind of a, that was kind of my introduction into the Clone Wars, if, if that makes sense. You know, because I was kind of like, you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to like this. I'm not sure if I'm really going to care about it. And then I watched the Clone Wars movie and I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll give it a shot because this isn't too bad. This is pretty neat. This is some pretty good stuff. You know, it's not not just a bunch of kids stuff and kids babble. It's actually there's some pretty decent themes in here. So I, I, I'm really interested. It interested me. Cool. Yeah, I uh, I've never saw it in the theater uh but we'll get to that <laughs> um my number eight was solo and um i, I like the movie I, I actually like it a lot um but there were some things i didn't uh i thought could have been a little bit better um the one thing that really stood out to me as could have been better would have been uh, the performance of the lead character. Mm. Um, and see, that's why I ranked it lower on my list is because that right there, if you don't, especially when it's such an iconic character and hot and, and Harrison Ford's performance was just, yeah. you know, the way you, it's hard, it's hard to copy that. And I, mm. I give them credit because they really tried. Yeah, and then we've discussed this, and you could tell that he was trying to do a good job, but it just, it just fell flat for me. A little it, bit. it fell, it, it did fall short. It, it fell short for me until the end of the movie. Now, at the end of the movie, the last couple scenes with him, I really kind of was into it by then. But throughout the whole movie, I was kind of like, 
I'm, I'm, I, I understand who he is. I understand who he's supposed to be, but I'm, I'm not feeling it. It's not, it's and, not coming across to me. And I, I know we did an episode about that movie a few episodes ago, but I'm one thing I, I didn't mention then is I wonder how much of it was filmed before uh, they switched directors. Mm-hmm. And that's something we'll never know. Because I feel like Ron Howard probably could have pulled a better performance out of him. Mm-hmm. But again, he's probably running into the same issues. He had stuff that was already taped. They were already on a high budget. They went way over budget. There was stuff that he had to use that was already done from another right. director that he didn't have control over. And then he was also stuck on a timeline. They said, hey, we need you to fix this, but we need you to do it in this amount of time. And we want to try to not make the fans more mad than they already are because some of the fans are upset because they didn't like the way The Last Jedi went. And that was all part of the behind-the-scenes politics nonsense that maybe a lot of people, you know, that maybe normal people that watch Star Wars don't know about, but the people like us who pay attention to those kind of things. I think if they would have went with Ron Howard at the the beginning of it... it Oh, it would have been... Yeah, it would have been a completely different movie. I'm, I'm, I'm sure of it. Yeah. Uh, that brings us to your number seven. Last Jedi. For me, the last Jedi is number seven because I, I, yeah, that was a, a, for the sequel trilogy, it's probably my favorite one of the sequel trilogy. And, um, I just loved the fact that they were trying to experiment with new directions. They were going in different ways. I enjoyed the character development a little bit more between like Luke and Ray a lot of people didn't, you know, because they didn't feel like that that was in character for Luke. And my argument has always been that nobody knows what they would have done if they were put in the same situation as what he was. Right. And for us to say or to comment on it and say, well, he wouldn't have done that, I, we, but we don't know that he wouldn't have done that. And it was an interesting, at the very least, it was an interesting way to look at his character of such of such background legend of, of prowess that he was in and then have something like that happen to him and then develop that story along along those lines. And then in the end, he becomes so, so much, and he uses the Force so much that he actually, for me, he doesn't die. He just transcends yeah. into a higher place of being because he became so powerful, because he embraced everything that Yoda had taught him and everything about what he was doing. And he, he ascended into a higher plane. That's what that's the way I look at it. I don't look at it as it was his death. I look at it, he was just passing on into another... Sure. You know, going on to bigger, bigger and better things. And we see him again in Rise of Skywalker, so obviously he wasn't dead. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, I will say this about The Last Jedi. It has probably one of, one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars. Uh, and that is, is, is the opening scene. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love the opening scene with the dreadnought. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was pretty awesome. And who, who doesn't love a little play for banter when you got a cocky ace pilot who does a little bit of messing around? You know, it was almost reminiscent of like Spaceballs or something. And everybody's like, well, that's not Star Wars. Why not? It's just fun. Yeah. It was fun. It was funny. Just if you're taking it that seriously, you're not having any fun with it. So <laughs> whatever. Yeah. 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 Oh well. Let let people have the problems. Um, okay, so we are on. Uh, did you do your number seven? Did I do my seven? Oh yeah, my number seven is a Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Yeah. Never saw it in the uh, theater. 
Uh, there is stuff I like about it. I like the appearance of Ahsoka. I, I like mm -hmm. how they gave uh, Anakin a, a Padawan, and he was not up for it. Mm -hmm. um, but I also liked the story of trying to find Jabba's son. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, that seven's a, a, a decent spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so far, yeah. so far, Steve, so far, Steve, I have to say that you and I are not that far off. Just a few flip flops no, not and terribly far off. not terribly far off. <laughs> no. uh, so what's your number six? My number six is Rogue One. Uh, now, I know you're applying you and I are probably going to differ a lot on that one. Uh, and the, the only reason I put that up there is because, well, I, of the Disney movies, of everything that's come out in Disney, Rogue One is probably my favorite movie. So that should tell you about what's to come as far as my list is concerned. Yeah. Is it of all the rankings that we've done so far, only one George Lucas era movie was in the bottom, but Rogue One is at the very top of all of the Disney movies okay. that I watched because that was my favorite Disney movie uh, that they put out, my, my favorite Disney medium that they put out. And it's, it, I, I mean, I, I have hardly any complaints about it. The only complaint I have, and spoiler alert, but they all die in the end. That's the only complaint that I got. It was an outstanding, it's an outstanding movie. It's great. It, it, it was really awesome. They just, they nailed it. They hit it out of the park with that. And I think that's, yeah, for Disney Medium, that was the best. That was the best movie they put out. And it, but that's like I said, when you get to the rest of it, that'll make you understand why I put it where I put it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Okay. A little disappointed that it's so low on the list. But, uh, <laughs> good. Um, my as long as it doesn't, as long as it doesn't ruin our friendship, we'll be fine. <laughs> no, um, my number six is the Phantom Menace. Um, still not, I mean, still not a bad movie. I liked it. There's just others I liked more. Mm -hmm. uh, I will, I will say that when this one came out in the theater originally, uh, let's see if we're including the 3d version. I think I may have seen this in the theater like six times. <laughs> I, I saw it a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. I saw it on at the midnight showing when they still did midnight showings. Um, so I was one of the first people to see it. As, as far as uh, yeah, as far as that goes, but uh, yeah, Phantom Menace. It was it was good. Just um, my where are we at now? Yeah, that's my number six. Number six. I'll give you. I'll give you three guesses. What my number five is? Phantom Menace. The Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's just you know there's things about it that were incredible, and there's things I could have done without. <laughs> I lost you for a second. <laughs> don't, don't mention any names. Um, <laughs> well, and and. When we had the gap that we had in in Star Wars from the uh, Return of the Jedi, which is the first one that I actually saw in theaters, and um, and then we got to this part, and my love for it had not changed, and then all of a sudden I saw the trailer come out for The Phantom Menace, and I saw everything that was in it, and when I saw the trailer for it, I went, 
oh my god this is like the awesomest thing in my life in like 20 years i'm like this is great this is going to be so good this is going to be so cool yeah you know what uh i i can't wait to see this and i was the same way i went and probably saw it half a dozen times in theaters as much as i could afford to and had time to do and then when it came out on video i mean i bought it on video right away and i just ruined it and i i (laughs) i i don't i don't get people's criticisms of it sometimes i mean i'm like yeah i get that you didn't like jar jar you know he was kind of campy and funny and you know a little bit stupid and things like that but i'm like i don't know it didn't bother me that much yeah but then again but then again it's the other parts of the movie that i love so much that kind of went i can i can overlook that because of the other stuff that went on and so yeah it was it was fun for that part because the interaction i mean i'm sorry in my personal opinion darth maul should have been the baddie throughout the entire prequel trilogy i mean if i was doing it i would have found a way to make him go throughout the entire prequel trilogy as being the bad guy not that i don't like not that i don't like christopher lee not that i don't like count dooku or anything like that i'm not saying anything about that i'm not saying against him i'm just saying that darth maul should have survived and should have went out throughout the entire prequel trilogy they kind of dropped the ball of killing him too quickly Oh, 100%. 100%. I will say this, 100%. In this, though. It has, in my opinion, the coolest movie poster ever. Which one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. And, and a lot of people, and a lot of people didn't. I've got it up behind me. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people didn't understand it. A lot of people didn't understand it because they're like, wait a minute. Why, why is this kid have a shadow of Darth Vader? And I'm like, that's because you don't, because they're telling the story before Darth Vader became Darth Vader. They're actually building up to him becoming Darth Vader. And I'm like, my whole thought was, is that, oh, how are they going to pull this off? How is this going to go? You're going literally from when he was a kid to when he goes to the man in the suit. And I'm like, how does this work out? Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Probably my favorite movie poster ever. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's excellent. And you mean, you can see like right up here. Yeah. I got the Darth Maul and the Jedi up here. So, yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, where are we at? Uh, uh, number five. No, you're on five, aren't you? Number five. Okay. My number five. Uh, it pains me to say this. But <laughs> my number five is actually a new hope. Um, you know, I mean, it's iconic. It's what started everything, but as you'll find later, <laughs> there, you know, as, as we move on, uh, there are other movies that I liked more. <laughs> so not not to not to rain on the uh, iconic status of <laughs> this movie, but it is my number five. Mm-hmm. Guess great. what my number four? It's great, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Well, and and okay, so here you go. Another another spoiler alert. Guess what my number four is? A new hope. Oh, a new hope. So, <laughs> so I I. <laughs> it's just we're we're just off a little bit, not by much. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't argue. I mean, it started the whole thing. It's iconic. There's people who still call it Star Wars. A lot of people don't even call it a new hope. A lot of people, the only reason, I mean, I even call it a new hope is simply because of the fact that, you know, in the, in the timeline, when you're talking about a movie, you can't go Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, 
Star Wars, Empire Strikes yeah. Back, Return of the Jedi. Because if people get confused, wait, wait, isn't it all Star Wars? So you actually have to say A New Hope nowadays because people don't understand it otherwise. But yeah, it's the one that got everybody excited. It's the one that everybody came into. And it's not that I'm, I put it lower as number four because I think any less of it. Yeah. And I'll explain that when we get to number one. But yeah. it's not that I think anything less of it. It's just that there were three other movies that I thought were were higher on my list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. So it's what's your number four? To my number four. Now, I know this one is going to be quite a bit different from where it places on yours. Yep. I got a good guess. My number four is Return of the Jedi. Oh. I know. Steve. I know. Steve. Love the film. Love, but but it's four. It's number four. I like it better than The Last Jedi. <laughs> I understand you're trying to make me feel better, but buddy, we got to talk. <laughs> I, well, you know, we got to talk about Rogue One then. Yeah, um, <laughs> okay. That, okay. That's fair. That's fair. So that, That's fair. <laughs> great movie. It's a lot in fact, my ranking uh, originally, up until up until last year, was a little bit different because I went and saw the 40th anniversary release of Return of the Jedi, and originally it was much lower on the list. Mm -hmm. And when I saw it, I remembered how much I liked that movie, mm -hmm. and it crept up in the rankings and you know made it to number four and it's 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 a fantastic movie it really is mm -hmm. but there are three others that i like more <laughs> like more <sighs> which brings us to your number three my number three is revenge of the sith okay Revenge of the Sith is my three. Um, Revenge of the Sith is my number three as well. Oh, well, then there we go. Um, yeah, I mean, the way that ended the prequel trilogy was just outstanding. It kind of made up for the issues that I thought were with Attack of the Clones. And um, it, it, I mean, the opening scene of that movie, fantastic. Uh, the battle between Obi-Wan and Anakin, fantastic. There's only a few issues I have with it that I can actually come up with as far as the battle between Anakin and Obi-Wan and a lot of people, it's the same, the, the, the way it ended, I think the way it ended, um, uh, the fact that Anakin, you know, Obi-Wan left Anakin there burning and didn't, you know, he never really confirmed that he was dead. He just left him there to burn. And I kind of went, that's, that's, that's harsh. That's bad. You know? And I went, ah, but it makes sense to me. Why then that made sense to me, the, the breathing machines and the the the, uh, the cyborg side of Darth Vader, yeah. why he ended up having to go that way. And it made more sense for that. But to see Anakin watch him burn and walk away, not that he was going to go up and, like, stab him in the head or, you know, confer, you know make the killing blow. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't think Obi-Wan would have left him there. I don't think Obi-Wan would have done that. But I, I think it was the way he ended it was, uh, was out of character. But if he hadn't have done it, we wouldn't have gotten Darth Vader. Right. So I mean, I mean, I'm kind of in conflict. That's really the only issue that I could see that I really happened. Other than that, I thought it was well, and I would have left the killing the younglings scene out because that's been a point of contention for years, right. you know. But the right. everything else, the cement, the cinematics, the CGI, the lightsaber battles, 
you know, the, 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 the action that we get to see on Camino, we actually get to see the Camino or not Camino, uh, Kashyyyk. We actually get to see the surface of Kashyyyk and we get to yeah. see more of the Wookiees and, and all of that stuff. And just the, the heartbreaking, uh, uh, cinematics of seeing the Jedi fall and seeing how they got split up and how the Emperor executed his plan and then the battle between the Emperor and Yoda and Yoda actually feeling defeat for the first time and what it did yeah. to him and then yeah so the whole thing was just uh, it was I mean it was a ride it was like this the whole time and it just ended climactically and you 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 at the time um that was how we segued into a new hope at the time, yeah. at the time so yeah. to see that end and then go from there and then the clone wars came out and you got more background you got more information and then obviously disney buys it and we get even more information or perceived different however you want to look at yeah. it however you feel you want to look at it but at the time it was you see owen and Baru at the twin sons and then you see the scenes of new hope and you're like yeah. Okay, now, now, now I see the transition, and it's a really cool way that they did that. So, yeah, for me, number three, uh, yeah, yeah, my favorite prequel movie, number three on my list. Um, so going back to the lightsaber uh, scene, it's it is probably I'm pretty sure that it is my favorite live action lightsaber duel. Mm -hmm. It just felt like very, it just felt very epic. Because mm -hmm. this, is a, this is a lightsaber duel. Uh, this is a battle that you've heard of for years and years uh, via either canon or legends. Mm -hmm. uh, mostly in legends, you hear about what has happened and then you finally get to see it. And it's like, wow, it was amazing. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah, amazing film. Um, some of the best. Um, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the sound, goddammit. The score. Some of the mm -hmm. best score. Um, and yeah, that dark version, that dark version of Duel of the Fates. That's cool. <laughs> that's what I call the dark version of the Duel of the Fates. So, yeah. Okay, that brings us to your number two. Which I think is also going to be my number two. Empire Strikes Back. Yep, that's my number <laughs> two as well. Yep. Um, First one I saw. I mean, it's it's for obvious reasons, and it really is. I mean, when they came out with the New Hope, that was great. But when you saw Empire Strikes Back, and you saw the—I mean—from the Battle of Hoth to Cloud City to the training with Yoda to everything that was going on, and you got the deeper lore of the Jedi, and you got just a monumentally pissed-off Darth Vader, and you see how violent and how bad he really was, and how how—and then you get the bombshell at the end, yeah, and throughout that whole thing, and. Then you find out that in my in my mind that was the first instance where we find out that Leia is more than what she appears or more than what she knows because she hears Luke call to her and the only I mean to me even at the time it was the only way that could have happened is if she is somehow connected to the Force the same way he is mm -hmm. she has to have some connection to the Force so she's connected or she has abilities that she doesn't even know about and I was excited I was like. Where are they going to go with her? Where? How is that going to end up with her? And then, you know, later movie, we find out what we find out. But, um, yeah, I, 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 a lot of people put it as their number one. It was their favorite Star Wars movie ever, and I, I can see why. 
And when I get to my number, when I get to my number one, I'll explain why it didn't make my number one. Uh, but I mean, I, I got no complaints about Empire Strikes Back. It was, I mean, one of the best, Phenomenal. one of the best, if not tied for the best in my mind of the entire, of the entire saga. Yeah. They're my number one and number two are just really close. Uh, mm-hmm. But everything that you said, plus first appearance of Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, we can't forget that. Woo, can't forget. Oh, oh, buddy, we can't forget that. Mm. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, I just I I couldn't pick a favorite scene. I mean, we you got the Hoth battle was amazing. Uh, the asteroid scene. field. Scenes on the asteroid field, Darth Vader uh, killing off his men. Uh, <laughs> uh, get to see the bounty hunters, and then the, the Cloud City stuff, and mm. then the Dagobah stuff, and Yoda. And we Yoda. can't we can't go without mentioning the fact that's our first introduction to Lando, who is such a interesting yeah. and charismatic and kind of went against the flow kind of character, but he was just. The way he was and the way he did things and and his just his presence with them just I mean it just solidified it solidified that whole thing and I thought I, I at the time I was like this guy's smooth he's he's a gentleman he's to a certain extent he was a gentleman but he was a genuine a gentleman gambler and he was kind of I almost went back and went he's kind of he's kind of uh to Han Solo he's Doc Holiday to Wyatt Earp. In yeah, some ways, like they that. were buddies, like you could see they were long lost buddies and they were friends, but maybe it just didn't manifest right away, you know, and, yeah. and that kind of thing. And then he was forced into decisions he didn't want to make, which led him to other things in the future, which, you know, we find out in Return of the Jedi, Yeah, which makes uh, him one of the biggest, which makes him in my mind, one of the biggest heroes of the saga. Um, the other thing I was going to mention is, is of course, uh, uh, first appearance of Yoda. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we just it's there's a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back, and definitely can see why it is a lot of people's favorite. Mm-hmm. All right, that brings us down to your number one. <laughs> For anybody who knows me, my number one is Return of the Jedi. Of course, and my reason for return of the jedi it goes beyond just my love for the movie for the scenes in the movie for the things that happen in the movie for you know the ride from the beginning all the way to the end uh you know it's the first appearance of of luke skywalker as this bad jedi of this you know this just badass jedi um when when r2 throws that lightsaber luke picks it up smiles and he just goes to work and we see the culmination of what he's become that that scene was awesome, and that green lightsaber, and then his battle on that, and I won't mention the other part about you know somebody getting hit in the butt by a blind guy. You know I won't talk about that part. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know he goes and he has the interactions with Yoda, and and the the just the the philosophies and the things they talk about, and then <clears throat> the iconic battle at the end. Even at the time in 1983 when that came out in theaters. That was the coolest sci-fi battle scene I had seen ever. And not only did you have 
the battle in above the planet, but you had the battle on the planet going on at the same time, and then you had the battle in the throne room going on at the same time. And you had all three things going on. It was so much information. There were so many things going on and so many cool things that were happening. Mm-hmm. And people and I've heard people in the past say, Oh, well, we didn't like the the the, the Ewoks. And I've I've mentioned this before. The Ewoks represented something more significant than just being a bunch of teddy bears that throw rocks and spears and bows. They represented the the one thing that the Emperor didn't think of, and that was he overlooked the insignificant little guy who could make the, all the difference in the world. And that's mm-hmm. what that theme, to me, that's what that theme was about. And it just, the themes in it and the interaction between Darth Vader and his son and the fact that Luke could have turned to the dark side, but he didn't. He gave up his weapon. He He took the punishment. To, to get his dad, I think to get his dad to figure out that he, you know, to make a choice or to figure out what he was doing wrong or how, however, what it was going through his head at the time. And that, that interaction uh, between them. And then it just, it was so great. And now that I've listened, I've, I've watched books or I've, I've listened to books like uh, from a certain point of view where we actually get a little bit of glimpse of what the emperor was thinking from the author's point of view from this book. It, it, you even look at it a little better, and then you watch, you take the overall certain point of view, and you can see these sideline characters and how they seen it and that when what happened, and it added even more information to the movie. So, and and for me, as far as nostalgic value goes, it was the first movie I saw in theaters. I got to see it with my grandfather, um, and I was just it was that was that was it when I saw that in theaters, and I went home with my book that I still have up on the shelf that was about behind the scenes and how it was made and script and shots and, and screen, you know, screenshots and different things. And just a, an overall book about the movie that was coming out. I I couldn't put it down. It was just something that it, after that, it, that was it. It was star Wars. I wanted everything to do with star Wars. Where's my grandfather's golf club. So I can pretend it's a lightsaber so we can go have duels. That was me. That I was that guy. I was that guy. I was painting Christmas paper wrappers in blue and green so I could go out and, you know, me and my buddies could hit each other with them and then pretend like we were the Jedi or we were Luke Skywalker. And for me, that was it. I mean, that that that, that is the moment, like I said, I, I can think of that it, it just hooked me from there. Yeah. Um, I remember, you know, back back in the 80s uh, and, and pretty much most of the 90s too, I would imagine, um, because you mentioned the the Battle of Endor, both both the battle between Luke and uh, Darth Vader, uh, the battle outside with what was going on outside the Death Star, uh, and then the battle there physically on Endor. How that whole the whole like the Battle of Endor in general was just epic. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't feel as epic now rewatching it, but I do remember back then thinking of how epic it was when you're a young kid and you see the split between the scenes and you see a tree or something getting blown up and then it switches to the space battle where things are going everywhere and then the next thing you know darth vader and luke skywalker are fighting each other and you're like what holy my mind i can't wrap it all around it and you're like i've got to watch this several times because clearly i i i'm missing things because i'm not seeing everything that's going on yeah and it's like yeah, even to this day, even to this day, every so every once in a while, when I watch that movie, I won't watch what's going on in the center of the screen. I'll watch what's going on over here or over here, because there may be something I didn't see before, or something I missed, or some detail. Yeah, not much, not so much, but I mean, I, it's not that I have, but it, you know, who knows? I may see something. 
All right. So, uh, <clears throat> Return of the Jedi was your number one. My number mm-hmm. one should come as no surprise. Rogue One. <laughs> Anybody who watches this podcast knows that it's my favorite podcast. It's not called Rogue One Radio. I was going to say it's not in the name or anything. <laughs> or it was in the name. It was in the name. It was, it was in the name. Use that name anymore. Um, yeah, well, it's all right. But yeah, um, I mean, <clears throat> since the first time I saw uh, what is now referred to as New Hope, from the opening crawl, I remember thinking, I, I want to see that story. What's the story of these guys that stole these plans? I want to see that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 20, 25, 30-some years later, we finally get that story. So mm-hmm. from the onset, I'm already okay. I'm in. I am in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that that movie put the war in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I loved all the – I mean, even though they weren't around very long, <laughs> all of the characters in that movie are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And just like, you know, Jin and Galen and Saw Gerrera. See, now Saw Gerrera, there's another reason why I liked Rogue One is because I liked him from Clone War, from the Clone Wars TV show. Mm-hmm. And get to get to see him in live action, and I was like, oh, this is freaking amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's, oh, and Fortis Whitaker's going to play him? Oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I tell you, I tell you, my only disappointing thing from that whole from the whole movie is that I would have loved to have seen something in a series or something. I know there's a book, and I haven't got a chance to read it yet, but I would have loved to have seen a show or something come out about Bays and Chirrut. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I would have loved the Bays and Chirrut. Uh, they're just they're so cool. They're just so cool yeah. characters, um, and. And I would have loved to have seen something come out called like Guardian of the Wills, a, a short film or a movie or a TV series come out called Guardians of the Wills, where they would have gotten a chance to tell more of their story. Yeah, because they were just, I mean, it was just, they, they were great. I mean, in my mind, in my mind, the only thing that keeps Chirrut from being a Jedi is he didn't have a lightsaber. But that staff was more than enough. Yeah. You know. Trying, I think. I think that book, Guardians of the Wills, was about them. Yes, yes. And like I said, I haven't got a chance to read it yet. I'd like to read it to see if it if it does if you know, and I'm sure it does. I'm sure it talks more about them. But I would have loved to have gotten even more than that because their their banter between the two of them, Mm -hmm. uh, Chirut's dedication to the force and um and Baze's, you know, kind of giving him crap for it. It was reminiscent to me of how the the interaction between uh, Han Solo and Obi Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. You know, why do you rely on ancient weather? Why do you relate like ancient religions when a blaster at your side is the best? Thing? You know, blah blah that kind of thing. And yeah. that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that I that's the vibe that I caught from that was the the banter between Obi Wan and, and Han Solo. And I saw it in these two who were partners and friends and people who fought for good. And I'm just like, I want to see more of these guys. I want to see more come out about them. And it's and it's. To this point, you know, who knows? There may be something in the works. But to this point, I'm, I was disappointed that we didn't get to see more of them. And that's yeah. why I said the most disappointing thing to me about Rogue One is they all died. 
I would have loved to have seen those two make it. I would love to have seen those two escape somehow. And they continue on with their adventures and they, they go on to fight their own battles outside of the rebellion and do their own thing, you know, but their home had pretty much been blown up and what they were defending had been blown to bits. So there was really no point, but still maybe their story could have continued in another way. I think it would have been awesome. Yeah. I, I think if they'd have lived, it wouldn't have had as much impact though. Yeah. Well, that's, that's true because the fact that they all died, you're kind of like, what the hell? Oh my God. And what the heck happened? Da, 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 da. Yeah. So yeah, you're right though. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that is it for our star Wars podcast day, 2024 edition. Uh, thanks for coming and listening and uh, watching and be back more. Uh, be back again for more uh, rebel rock radio. Bye. May the force be with you.